everybody, and welcome to The Real Estate Show. We are so excited to have you, and I am Cherie Selly, and with me is the amazing, she's actually Shauna Shark, <laughs> and she is just in every way somebody that I love, I admire, and uh, we've had a lot of fun over these years in we real do. estate. So we have a lot to talk about today, and I can't wait to get started, and um you know, I think we really kind of need to pick up from the last podcast that I was um, going through and podcast 11, actually, uh, we were um, going through with Judy that the average price of homes in May was four eighty nine five twenty six, and the mm-hmm. median home price was four thirty two. So the average price home um, is up or was for May 24.4% from the year before. Hard to believe, isn't it? (laughs) It's so crazy. And so, um, you know, we're still shooting this podcast in June, so we don't have any more statistics beyond May's. But I just, um, it is very, very hard to believe um, that the average home price is like 115000 over, and the median home price is just under 100000 from where we were last year. Yeah. So you're seeing um, the same thing I'm seeing in this. Um, I think it's... It, it just it astounds people as they wait. It it doesn't mean that things are getting easier. Yeah, and remember, you know, last year we we're in the middle of a pandemic, and you know, I know the thought crossed my mind. Oh well, is the market really going to change because of this? And I never thought it would have shot up as fast as it did. Yes, it did the opposite of what a lot of people yeah. were thinking would happen. Right, and the value of home has become something beyond description. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before too. Right. So um, the one thing, though, that um, I would say is that we have experienced, even though we are still in what I would consider a blistering market, a slowdown of showings Mm -hmm. in the last several weeks here. Um, And that slowdown, according to my friend Ben Day, who does all of these stats Mm -hmm. um, that we treasure, um, there are 50% homes more for sale when he did the stat on Monday of mm-hmm. this week, than there were um, six weeks ago. Hmm. So 50% more um, with 15% fewer showings. So, um, yeah. but when we say 15% more homes for sale, we're still at a critically low inventory because when he was writing that article, there were over 600 active listings. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, as I pulled up the MLS, there are only 512 single-family homes active on the market for all of El Paso County. Yeah. And if you only consider Colorado Springs, there's just 379 homes. Take out new construction, mm-hmm. and there's only 300 homes. Yeah. So it, it, it's you know, tight. It is tight. You're right. And so we were, we were having showings just at a record pace, I would say, in April and even in May, and then we started to see a slowdown, and it's because the inventory has crept up, and then we get into that summertime where mm-hmm. there's people are traveling for the first time maybe since COVID. Right. So, uh, but it does not mean that we're hitting some kind of weird, like, low, or that prices are going to instantly decrease over this. Yeah, I had that experience this weekend. We were out of town as well for Father's Day, and some of my clients were out of town. So on Sunday, they were like, hey, can we see these things Monday? And I'm like, they're gone. You know, I'm thinking in my mind, and I called the agent, and I'm like, I'm sure you have offers on this. Can we still see it? Actually... 
All my listings were so slow this weekend. I hardly had any showings on this. Hmm. We don't have any offers. Please come see it. Right. So we did on Monday, and, you know, the house needed a lot of work. I don't know if it it wasn't a fit for my client, but, um, you know. The, Just the fact that they had an option on Monday yeah, from the, the weekend. It really surprised me because usually <laughs> that's when everyone's buttoning up their offers, countering yes. back and forth, and, you know, it's still showing – active but it's actually just ready to go under contract so 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 one thing i um just about this market right now it's not for the faint of heart but please don't lose heart because Mm. there are like you were saying the the activity is sometimes getting a little you know less showings and i've noticed too on my listings some you know i'm not getting as many offers in the last couple weeks yes so the prices aren't just totally shooting up there, at least on my listings, they were kind of, you know, on lower average on the overages. Okay. And I had an experience um, when I put up a home in the middle of June on a Monday. And uh, I really thought, in fact, my sweet seller, I'm like, you guys, please understand that when we put this up, you may not want to be around. You may want to go out of town for a few days. Right. Because, you know, your home is going to be invaded until we get offers that and one that you accept. And so they planned a really cool vacation time in the mountains to get away. And that's always a good idea, people. Yeah. When you put your home really up, is. take those, take like three days and, and just take a break. Mm-hmm. Rent a, a, a short-term rental or go into the mountains or go somewhere and let, let the, the home be shown without interruption. But the first day, I felt so bad about giving the advice because we only had two showings. <laughs> and I'm like, I was expecting like 20 because that's been sort of the ratio before. Right. So I, I got a little nervous. My heart is pounding. I'm like, what if I'm too hyper-aggressive and we listed too high? And what if, you know, they're spending the money and I'm, I'm going to have to reimburse them for their hotel because I've just broken their bank and they're away and the house is just being shut. I mean, I it's so weird to have a panic attack in one day, yeah. right? And then the second day, though, the showing started and it was much more of a momentum. And if we would have, and we started getting offers after that first day, um, in the second day we got offers. And, but if we would have taken the second day offers, it would have been a mistake Hmm. because we waited until Wednesday night. And actually, we got under contract on Thursday. Should we not have given it more time to season mm-hmm. than what we have normally been doing, then we would have not gotten the result. And she got, they got a much better price than we ever could have. I mean, much better than any comp in that neighborhood. Yeah. So it was from like a 425 price way up into the high fours, mm-hmm. something we could have never predicted with a full appraisal gap. So that's the whole point. Is our showing slowing down? Yes. But are people willing to pay? Yes. How many of those offers were cash to, you know, out of six, I believe Mm -hmm. that we had. Um, And then one of them was financed, but that financed offer uh, actually won because they gave us the most flexibility. Yeah. And one thing I thought was interesting um, a couple weeks ago on a listing, we ended up having three offers come in. We we had maybe t- 18 or 20 showings. Mm-hmm. Three offers came in. As the agents were calling me, uh, The it was interesting because some of them had 
homeowner occupied people that who wanted to live in the house not investors and th- all of them got scared and just ended up not offering so the we ended occupied up, people just they just took off they got they're like we're too bruised we know we're not going to get this house <laughs> oh. we're not offering and i'm and the three offers that came in were all from investors Interesting. Interestingly enough. And I was, and I told one of the agents, I'm like, just tell them to offer. Cause I think, cause I saw what was coming in and I was like, you know, I, I feel like they could get this, you know, this isn't, we weren't totally escalating. Like some of them were. Yes. And you know, they ended up not deciding to do that, but all three were investors, not interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And we have to be, and Shauna, you are, and so am I, so careful with these investor offers. Yeah, you have to be. There are some of these, and and the one that you um, took was not this conglomerate buyer no. out of state and that uh, that is sending all these addendums with the contract. But And the, a lot of times they're not even viewing the property in person. They At least they, they didn't come to mind. They right. were, you know, sent me an offer, but... That's, it can be dangerous. But the one thing I wanted to say, we got an offer from one of those cash conglomerate people or entities, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but if you don't, sellers, if you don't read the fine print of the addenda, because the agent could miss it, it's very, very easy to miss. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but on that particular addenda, you're responsible for permits as the seller way beyond closing it says it survives closing so anything that wasn't permitted anything that wasn't done correctly in the home you take that liability even after the sale be careful you need an agent that is great shauna (laughs) (laughs) Um, but somebody that can discern and go through that fine print and explain the risks it's not always it is not always your best deal to get that cash offer. Now, right. there's there's great investors out there that don't have those stipulations. Definitely. So we need to help you discern the difference. Yes. So there's so much more to cover, but we're going to have to do it next time. <laughs> I'm so excited Shoot. to be with you. <laughs> so thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And please catch us on the next one. Yes. Until then, please let us know if you have questions. We want to be there to help be your guide through this real estate market. For sure. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you.